Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Pleasant morning to you and thank you for tuning in to Bible Platform. I was discussing in our previous meeting, running to win the race. Running to win the race. And I'm going to continue that discourse today. And I trust that in as much as the word of God continue to bless us, we will not keep it to ourselves, but I plead that we share with others so that what we have received will go around Lives will be transformed. Christ will be glorified. Heavenly Father, it's another beautiful gift of life that you have given to us. I lay my life before the throne and I humbly plead that you use me as an instrument of grace to share the eternal truths that you have planted in my heart with the world. Bless us with your presence. In Christ's name I have prayed and call it done. Amen and amen. And amen. Beloved, as I said previously, life is many things to many people. Some will say life is war. Depending on where, where they are coming from, what they have gone through, or what they are going through, life is war. Some will say life is about money. To us as believers, the Bible defines life as being from God and encourages us to live life to the fullest. In fact, in the book of John 10, 10, B, Jesus said, He came that we might have life and have it in abundance. That we might live life to its fullest. In this presentation, we are likening life to a race with reference to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. that says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race, the race marked out for us, the race marked out for us. So as previously discussed, I said in accordance with the scriptures, there is a race marked out for each and every one of us. It is important that we take note of the fact that we cannot run another person's race because, in fact, there will be no grace for us to run another person's race. God does not deal in duplicates. So when God sends you or God assigns you to do something, he gives you grace enough to achieve that goal, to achieve that goal. Let's Go to Romans chapter 12, the verses 3 to 6. And I'm going to take it from the New International Version of the Bible. Romans chapter number 12, the verses 3 to 6. For by the grace given me, I like it when the Bible is specific 
about certain presentations. He said, for by the grace given me, the grace, specific, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, nobody is excluded. I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. What is that telling us? We may have the tendency of thinking of ourselves beyond what we have been made. So that sometimes I hear Christians uh, misapply the scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, if you have not been given the grace to do certain things, you cannot do them. No matter how good your motive or intentions are, you cannot do them. You need grace. For instance, if you want to plant churches, you need grace. It must be marked out for you. The call of God must be there for you to be able to walk in that path. The fact that you are a Christian doesn't mean you can do anything or everything. Even with those of us who have been called into ministry, pastors, some of us want to prophesy when we have not been called to prophesy. When God calls a prophet, he gives him grace to fulfill that office. If you have not been called a prophet and you force yourself into prophesying, now, the prophetic ministry is an office. So somebody occupies that office. It's different from just maybe we are in a prayer meeting or worship and then God give a prophetic word through you. That doesn't make you a prophet. Understand what I'm saying? So when you take it upon yourself to be what God has not made you, you turn out to be a liar in the end. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You turn out to be a liar. You say things that God has not said because you have not been given the grace to walk that path. So, verse 3, a scripture reads, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. That's taking us to the route of pride. In other words, humble yourself. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. According to the measure. So faith can be measured. And God gives faith in certain measures. You are a child of God. You are a preacher of the gospel. God decides Give you a congregation of 25 people or 30 people. Praise God. Now preach as if you are preaching to 20,000 people. That is what God has given to you. And that, that number will come with a measure of faith to be able to minister to those souls. Now what is important is that you are able to fulfill your commission. It's not about the numbers. Jesus spoke about the parable of the talent. Somebody was giving 10. Somebody was giving 5. Somebody was giving one. He did not require 20 from the one he gave the 10. He did not require seven from the one he gave the five. He did not require two from the one he gave the one. The problem was that the one he gave one would not measure up to what was expected of him because he was thinking of himself more highly than he ought to. And he messed himself. That shouldn't be your portion. So do not think of yourself more highly, say the scriptures, than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Verse 4. 
just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. Every part of the body is very important. It is as important as any other part of the body. But the functions are not the same, and therefore the functions does not demean the other parts of the body because they do not perform the same functions. Get the drift. My dear, get the drift. So just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. This is what I want to stress on. We have different gifts according to the grace that God has given us. According to the grace that God has given us. Let me say this. Your frustration, your frustration may simply be a result of trying to operate in a gift you have not been called to operate in. And I've seen many, many believers blessed, gifted, but they are not interested in their gifting. They are interested in another person's calling. And therefore, they overstretch themselves and become something that God has not called them to be. And eventually, they feel, some of them feel like God has not dealt with them well. But that should not be the case. You see, let me give you an example from the scriptures. When David went to fight Goliath, something interesting happened there. King Saul initially told him that he couldn't fight Goliath. On the basis of his age, David was able to convince the king using his track record with God, the grace upon his life. At the end of that interaction, King Saul decided that David should wear his military uniform and accoutrements to go into the battle. But young David, after trying on those military boots and bulletproof vests and stuff, did realize that he could not fight with King Saul's uniform or military equipment. Let me read that scripture. Very, very interesting. Very, young David just refused the sophisticated military uniform of King Saul. You've got to refuse anything and everything that you know you have not been gifted to operate in and concentrate and develop what God has committed to you, what God has put in your spirit, what God has prepared you for. Let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel. I know you, if you are a believer, you may have heard this story, but it fits in here perfectly. 1 Samuel 17, 38, 39. 1 Samuel 17, 38, 39 verses. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. Some of us, we have not dressed ourselves. We have allowed others to dress us. You are doing something. You have peace about it. You can see results. Albeit, maybe slow, maybe little by little. But you, you see that this is where God has put me. And, and I'm seeing results. It may not be as big as my friend or my colleague, but I'm seeing results. Lives have been transformed. In my ministry, that may not be a mega ministry. I have peace of mind. I have satisfaction. 
I see God transforming lives. And yet, and yet, covetousness can make you submit to suggestions about becoming something that God has not called you to be. Let me say this in passing. I've attended a lot of church growth seminars, some outside of my own geographical territory. I mean, in other nations. Very inspiring, very informative, and all that. But at the end of the day, it's God who had to the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Some of the things that worked for others may not work for you because that is not the risk marked out for you. And those of us who, by the grace of God, are fortunate to have achieved big things for God have to be very careful when we are ministering to those who may be or God may have planted, like Ruth, to pick the pieces that fall behind the rare reapers. We don't have to kill their spirit. We don't have to make them feel like what they are doing. If God gives you 10 and you are able to take good care of the 10, you are scored 100%. The one that God gives 20,000 and is able to take care of 2,000 is a failure. It's not scored 100%. It may not be a failure, but you scored 100%. That person hasn't scored 100%. So concentrate on what God has given you. So let me continue reading about David and his experience with Saul. And then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He has changed David's destiny. He has changed David's cause. He dressed David. David was not a baby. He didn't need to be dressed by anybody. But because the dress that he was going to wear was not his dress, the race he was going to run had changed. It had shifted. Somebody else has to dress him. Maybe you are in that place right now under the sound of my voice. Somebody else is dressing you. You are wearing somebody's dress. Strip it off. You are looking over your shoulder instead of Fixing your eyes on the goal, running towards the mark. You're just looking around, distracting yourself with what God is doing with other people. So you're never happy. And you always give the devil credit. What the devil has not done, you claim the devil has done it. Because you are not running the race. That has been marked up for you. Your family is your family. Be proud of your family. And stop comparing your family to others. Your children are your children. Be proud of your children. Whether they are carpenters or, or whatever it is, they are your children. Those are the gifts that they carry. Encourage them. Enlarge their territory. Help them to conquer and occupy their space. Run your race. And don't allow King Saul to dress you. You are listening to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. So David allowed King Saul to dress him. And the Bible continues. He put a coat of hammer on him and a bronze helmet on his head. (laughs) 
he put a bronze helmet. This guy never fought with a bronze helmet and carrying that heavy thing on his head. Never. He allowed himself. And let's continue to read. David fastened on his sword, that is Saul's sword, over the tunic. You see, after they have dressed you to a certain point, you convince yourself that is the right way to go. And then you help them to dress you. Now, he, he was not standing idle anymore. He took the sword and put it over the tunic. And the scripture says, he tried walking around because he was not used to them. He couldn't, he, he couldn't make it. And this is what he said. I cannot go in this, he said to Saul. Now, somebody under the sound of my voice, you need to say exactly these words. I can no longer go in this. I'm not going to treat my wife according to somebody's ideas or what he thinks about women or how women should be treated. I would continue to treat my wife with respect according to the word of God. The race marked out for my family is different from the race marked out for the family of another person. And I'm not going to transpose any family's way of running their race on my family and make unnecessary demands on my family, which in the end will turn out to create chaos, unhappiness, strife. And then what do we do? We turn around to blame the devil. No, it's not the devil. We give the devil so much credit that he does not deserve. And today we are going to take it from his hands. Hallelujah. So David said, I cannot go in this. And I want to repeat, and some of us have to come to that place today where we say to ourselves, no way, I can no longer go in this. This is not the race God has marked out for me. Be content with what you have. Run with what you have. Manage the resources God has given you. Rejoice over what you have. Stop talking about what I don't have. I don't have. I don't. Begin to confess good. Say good things about yourself. Say good things about your family. If you want to be respected, show up and let people know that you know that you know that you know that God in His mercy has given you grace to be who you are, to do what you do, and that you appreciate everything that God is doing in your life. Hallelujah. So David said, I cannot go in this. He said to Saul, because I am not used to them. Tell your soul, thank you for the offer you are giving me. I tried it. It didn't work for me because I am not used to them. And don't just say it. Let me, let me read eventually what after David said this, the Bible said, so he took them off. It is one thing acknowledging that I cannot go in this. It is another thing taking them off. And that's where we most of the time have the problem. Taking them off. Take it off. So you see that in the earlier scripture I read to you in Hebrews 12, 1, it talks about throwing off everything that hinders. Throwing off everything that hinders. There are certain things God will not do for you and I. It's our responsibility to decide those things that do not work in our lives and deal with them. If it's a relationship that is not helping you, your spiritual growth, you've got to break it off. Cut it off. Remove it from your life. Generously, but firmly. Take off the pretensions and the false impressions. Be yourself. Run your race in your own track. 
run the race in your own way, in your own style, according to your own timing. Don't just run because somebody says you should run this way. Run because that is the way you have decided that you know God wants you to run. We're still on the David story. The verse 40 says this. After you are taken off all those things, you strip yourself of all the accoutrements and somebody's weapons of war that you are not used to. Somebody's ideas and ideals that he has imposed on you, you throw them off. You throw them off. Somebody is saying, by all means, where you have come to, you should have this. You should get that. You should get... You, you don't have the means to get those things. If you don't take care, you will be a gentle thief. You'll be stealing. You'll be changing figures in the office. You'll be manipulating. You'll be doing things as a pastor, a leader in the church. You'll be manipulating people, saying you have seen things you haven't seen. Mm. That's where we are today. Take them off. And when you take them off, don't leave the space empty. Now, David took off everything belonging to Saul. And then, verse 40 says this, Then he took his staff in his hands. He took his staff in his hands. Let your hand be occupied. He chose five smooth stones from the stream. These are powerful messages. He put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag. Preparation is taking place. And with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. David did not only say, look, no, this is not the path that God has carved for me. I'm not going to continue to wear King Saul's military uniform. No, I have to take them off. The sin that hinders, I've got to take them off. And then, having taken off those things, he took steps to prepare himself for the battle ahead. So you can throw off all the weight. But if you don't commit yourself to equip yourself spiritually, to walk in the fear of God, to walk in holiness, it's a mindset. You may not, you may not succeed all the time, but you determine perseverance. You put, keep on pushing forward, believing God, abiding in grace, praying, seeking God, fasting when you must. You should. Have times of fasting, waiting on God. Sometimes wake up in the middle of the night. Have quiet time with God. It's a battle. The race we're running that has been marked for us. It's a battle. The flesh will do anything and everything to weaken our resolve, to finish the race and win the prize. But we must not let it. So the Bible said, David, having done his preparation, then he approached the Philistine. Don't just run. Prepare. And what is the result? Or what was the result of David running his own race according to the grace given him? Verse 50. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. He threw away the sword of Saul. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. Let me say to somebody under the sound of my voice. You don't need King Saul's sword to kill your Goliath. Pick your stone. The anointed stone. That is what God has designed for you. Because he created you. 
You don't need another person's marriage to have a, to have a happy life. Pick your stone. Pick it from the stream. Prepare yourself. Take up the challenge. You don't need another person's car, house, whatever, to live a happy life. Take a stand. Look at yourself. And in all this, watch your speed. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, 11, hey. I have seen something else under the sun, a scripture reads. The race is not for the swift or the battle to the strong. The race is not for the swift. So don't go into a world that is being created by somebody for you. Run the race that is mapped out for you. It will give you peace. Run away from yourself, the flesh, and run towards God. Beloved, you have to be careful not to run in vain. Be careful not to run in vain because you can run in vain. I thank God for your life. I thank God for the challenge to position yourself to run the race of life, to run with perseverance, to run dressed in your own garb and not in the garb of a king Saul. The good Lord help you till I come your way again. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen Metal. Same bye for now. And God bless you. Bye. for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you.